Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 74. Today we're going to talk about the pampered slash spoiled athlete Uh-oh. and whether that's a parent problem, coach problem, kid problem, or whose problem it really is. I think it's just or that. is it a problem? <laughs> is it a problem? No, I think it's always a problem. All right, but before yeah. that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, Cleat It Up, cleatitup.com. Cleat It Up FP is the tool we want you to use to solve all your communication challenges within your team or within your organization. Check them out at cleatitup.com. Also want you to check out Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier with strategically placed retail locations sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639- 2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, Don, let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you are a listener and you're in a position to support us, we would love for you to become a patron. So check out patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. We have a bunch of different benefits in place now for our patrons. Uh, There's the basic benefits that you'll find when you look at the patreon.com page. But also we're doing a virtual coaches clinic February 21st, which is free for our patrons. We're also doing a substantial discount on our Square Cuts training discs of 40% off for our patrons. So if you become a patron, there's definitely some payback and and some ways for us to say thank you to you. So Don, the pampered slash spoiled athlete, is it a problem? Oh, there's no doubt, right? So we've seen it for, I guess, ever. It's it's just a part of it. But you've got to... uh... I guess figure out how you're going to manage it, what you're going to do to keep the cohesiveness of the group intact. And, uh, you know, we've got to try and get to the bottom of it and or rehabilitate a little bit, right? Reestablish right. some goals and reestablish some guidelines for uh, for those kids that feel like they might be a, a little bit different than everybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, we have to come to grips with, uh, every team has a best player. Sure. Always going to be that way. <laughs> Doesn't matter what level it is. Doesn't matter how competitive it is. Doesn't matter whether it's professional, college, high school, travel ball, whatever it is. Every team has a player who is the best player on the team. Sometimes that player knows who they are. Sometimes they don't. But the people who are observing, the people who are watching, and certainly the people who are coaching know who those players are. You know, sometimes you have more than one or two players on a team that you see as really, really valuable that carry a little bit more Difference importance maker. Yeah. to the success uh, and likely success of the team. So my question is, so we think it's a problem. Let's talk about what it really looks like when a player is pampered or spoiled. So the first thing I always think about is kids that don't want to work hard because they're naturally talented and they've been sure. allowed to kind of skate by uh, on their natural ability without working as hard as maybe they could or maybe they should. No, that's sad when that happens for sure, Tori, because, uh, you know, it's contagious. You know, they kind of set the tone and everybody looked to them for, um, you know, how things should be. And if it's that way for them, it's going to be that way for many. Right. And so I think that uh, what it looks like is something we have to be aware of. I think there's other things, you know, kids that have 
I guess what you would think of as that prototypical bad attitude. You know, they mope around a lot. They sulk around. Um, they you know, complain a lot. Um, they don't want to do the stuff that, that we expect of them. Um, so I think there's lots of different ways that it manifests itself. Um, but when we start to think about a team sport, all of those start to feel really negative. Sure. No, it makes it tough for a coach. Yeah. And so now here, here's the, the next piece of this then. So where does the problem really come from? You know, one of the things that uh, you learn when you learn about uh, different coaching techniques and psychology and stuff like that, when something's not right is who really owns the problem. So who owns the problem of the, of the pampered slash spoiled athlete? Is it a kid problem? Maybe. Okay. If it's a kid problem, is it because they just don't know any better or they've been set up to believe that it's okay or they just don't understand the impact of what their actions have on the team? I think the age of the player too, Tori, plays a little bit of uh, you know impact in that. And when they are younger, it's, it's a situation where they just haven't been taught yet right. how things are supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that uh, you know, I've noticed being on the instruction side now for a while I'm not so sure that all of us deal with these problems on the same <laughs> consistency or the same basis. One of the things that I'm very fortunate is is most of the kids that I work with for training are pretty highly motivated. Most of them are coming to me because they've kind of reached a point in their development where they're looking for that higher level, you know, more demanding, more expectations type of situation. So they're open uh, to it. Right. But every once in a while, you know, I'll have a kid that just, you know, comes in with a really negative attitude. The old coach in me, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess I don't know for sure whether it's really the right uh, way to see it. Um, I've had to quote unquote fire kids from lesson. Right. I've, I've told kids not to come back. I've told kids that I'm not going to work with them. Not interested. Not in interested that. in yeah. working with them because I'm in a situation now where if they don't come back, somebody else will, and so I don't feel from a coaching perspective that I'm obligated to deal with their Scenario. negativity. Yeah. So if the kids don't know there's a problem, where do we start solving that? If a, if a kid is just kind of blindly going along, being this bad attitude kid, this pampered, spoiled kid, um, how do we help them see the error of their ways? No, I think, and two, I try and figure out where this, where this came from whenever I see it. And, uh, you know, somebody has allowed them at some point to be that way yeah. and to do that. And, you know, whether it was previous coaches, whether it was, you know, mom and dad cater and accommodate to, you know, whatever attitude or whatever mood they might be in, they don't, you know, have the comfort of cutting that off, then sometimes we kind of have to interject and, and just create an environment for them that they have to be different in. Right. Well, one of the uh, greatest lines in the history of sports movies is when Mr. Miyagi says there's no such thing as a bad student, only bad teachers. And I think when we talk about this topic, because I don't think any kid is born bad. Right. I mean, except, I don't know, the exorcist, you know, I mean, something like that. But, um, you know, kids aren't born bad, but they, they learn bad. They're taught bad. They're, they're allowed to, you know, to make bad choices. They're allowed to do things that are potentially negative. And so, yes, I think it becomes a kid problem, but I think that the trying to find a solution to it is a little bit more challenging. So is it a parent problem? I think quite often it is. Now, again, 
judging how other people parent their kids and decisions that other people make, I think is really slippery slope. I don't know for sure that any of us are in a position to tell somebody that they are doing a good job or not doing a good job. Oh, I'm going to stick up for him because I'm a softy too, Tori. But. <laughs> right. But I think that one of the challenges is for us as a parent to see the potential harm that we are allowing our kids to create for themselves if we don't step in. If we allow them to manifest these bad attitudes of the, this negativity, this entitlement, that uh, we're really setting them up for challenges and, and potential disappointments later in life. No, I think that uh, you're exactly right, Tori. And, and uh, a lot of times I think it's just easier to give in to, to the kids, right? Because we're busy, because we've got a lot of things going on, because I've got more, I've got work, I've got all these other things, but to take some time to sit down with them when, when we start identifying some of these, you know, signs that they're falling into a, a bad mode, you know, it's time to interject and to cut it off as soon as we can, because it isn't going to be pretty. It isn't right. going to be something we're proud of, and it's not going to be uh, conducive to their success later right. if, if we allow it. And, and realistically, you know, whether it's a problem that was created by parents and how they've interacted with their kids, whether it's a kid problem because of how the kids have been raised or how they've acted and what they've gotten away with, any case, that ultimately becomes a coach problem because we're talking about having these kids on our team. And so then I guess that's where the rubber meets the road. Am I going to be the coach that wants this player on my team so badly because she's talented that I'm going to turn a blind eye and let her We've seen it. Let her act that way? Or We've am I going to be the it. coach that digs in and says, okay, that's not acceptable. I'm not going to allow that. No, we've seen it. I know I've seen it a, a bundle of times when uh, I'm looking across at the other team and watching how that player's acting and, you know, the coach is just kind of turning their head like they don't see it, right? Yeah. Like like it's not really happening, but uh, you know that that's a handful of, uh, you know, a handful to manage. You, you'd hope that somebody steps in eventually and right. lets them know that that's just not the way to to get it done. Right. So from a coaching perspective, let's talk about a couple things. Number one is what kind of setting are we in? Okay. Are we in a win at all cost world? Are we in a instructional world? Are we in a recreational world where we're trying to, you know, just, you know, let the kids play and have fun. And I think depending upon the situation that we're in probably creates some different parameters for how we're going to act as coaches. But I think that the challenge is if I'm in that win at all cost world, I think sometimes that's where we see this happen the most, where that coach right. turns a blind eye because they see a player's unbelievable abilities, unbelievable talent, and they kind of you know, bite their lip and say, well, I'm just going to have to put up with the fact that she's got a bad attitude. I'm going to have to put up with the fact that she's spoiled rotten. I'm going to have to put up with the fact that she's not good to her teammates because she's so talented she helps us win more games. No, I think it's an awful situation, and uh, again, it takes time to sit down and, and talk to these kids, whether they're young adults at the college setting or you know, whether they're very young, and just talk about how their actions are affecting others and people around them, and how later in life, it's just not going to fly. Right. And uh, you know, how much better things can be if they can be that positive leader on our group because their skills are better, you know, that they're really, truly going to benefit more later if they can, you know, act a certain way. Right. Kind of nip it in the bud before yeah. it continues to, to manifest itself. At least try, we would say rehabilitate, right? Yeah. Or, or, or try and change yeah. the actions. Well, and, and then the uh, other part of it, I think, is depending upon what, what setting you're in as a coach. If you're seeing a player on a daily basis, let's say you're in a school ball setting um, where you're seeing them, you know, three, four, five, six times a week, 
or you're in a travel ball setting where you're seeing them you know maybe once a week for practice and uh, and you know every other weekend for tournaments then again i think your opportunities to make a difference Tough. are impacted by yeah. which situation you're in in your school ball setting you know i think a lot of the coaches in that realm are supposed to be teachers and supposed to be educators you know now a lot of us as you know professional coaches kind of got into coaching because you know the whole teaching thing wasn't that much fun so we wanted to coach more instead but i think in that setting you know the obligation is certainly there for you to help do everything you can to try to help a player adjust their attitude to become more team oriented more positive in in their interactions with their teammates and with with things travel ball setting i think that's a little bit different animal again it's tough for sure. And well, so, and, and two, you're, you're, I mean, we talked about this before is how, uh, you know, they're, a lot of their uh, attitudes are created before you get them. Right. If it's something that's going on 24 seven at home, and then you're trying to solve it in the two hours or three hours or four hours you get a week, I think you're, you're definitely challenged. climbing uphill. Yeah. So, but I think that the moral to the story is at some point in time, from a coaching perspective, you have to kind of draw a line. Okay, so then another aspect of this, what happens when the coach is part of the problem? The coach could be could the one. Could very much be part of the they? problem. Yeah. So um, let's, let's spin this back to the, I want to win no matter what, and she's so good, she gives us a better chance to win. So could what? I be making the problem even <laughs> worse? So, so, you know. That's why I say we inherited this from the other right. side. But, yeah. but, did, but in some cases, I can see where coaches are actually yeah. not even just enabling it, but encouraging it. Right. You know, the... Um, well, you don't have to carry the equipment. Well, you don't have to do the sit-ups. You don't have to do the push-ups. You don't have to... I've seen know. this at all levels too, yeah. Tori. <laughs> um, and, and so you know, the whole idea of, uh, of a coach's role in this, I think, is something we want to start to think about. You know, One of the things we did with one of our teams not too long ago, we did a, a devotional. We were talking about preparation and you know, how God wants us to be prepared for whatever you know, life is going to throw at us. And in that devotional... You know, you know, a lot of it was was geared towards athletic preparation, but the kids took it in a whole nother direction and wanted to talk about preparation for real life. You know, and so it's sure. a younger team, so they were talking about what's going to happen the first time somebody's got a bottle of alcohol. Right. What's going to happen the first time somebody's got drugs? What's the first time somebody's going to pressure you to do things? You know, that you don't want to do, that you know you shouldn't do, and being prepared. You know, by thinking about it now, talking through it, yeah, and 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 kind of rehearsing in your mind. So sure. if if I don't want to do drugs, the first time I'm in a situation, I'm at a party or whatever, and somebody offers me drugs, what's my response going to be? Have I thought it through so I know I'm, I'm like, prepared. oh yeah, you, you know, that, you guys go ahead, you know, do what you want, but it's just not for me. Or am I going to have nothing to say and get talked into or pressured into doing something? So I think for us as coaches now, thinking about dealing with this situation, that preparation is important. We need to start to think about, well, what am I going to do? You know, my best player is a total pain in the backside all the time. Yep. What, what's my plan? What, what am I going to do when that happens? Because if you don't have it now, you will have it someday. And depending upon your situation, are you the coach that's, you know, just going to, you know, wipe your hands clean and and say, you know, turn your head. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You can go one of two ways. Are you going to be the coach that, you know, the first time somebody shows a bad attitude, you're like, you know, pack your stuff and get out. I don't need this. Or are you going to be the coach that's no, no matter what, well, you're really good. So I want to keep you. So I'll, I'll deal with it. Right. And so, you know, where, where on that continuum are you going to fall and what's your attitude going to be? And, And I guess, what are you willing to do? How involved are you willing to be to help resolve 
the situation, to, to solve the situation? Are you the coach that wants to win so bad that you're going to let that star player get away with murder? Or are you the coach that's you know, so strong in your beliefs of what's right and wrong that uh, you're going to you know, stand firm and, and that player's going to have to you know, either get with the program or get out of town? So, yeah, and again, you got to be, it's a teaching moment, right? Right. And, you know, and, and it made me think of a situation, this is you know, many years ago now, but uh, University of Arizona was about ready to get on the plane to go to the College World Series, and Coach Candrea was uh, informed that uh, one of his two star pitchers had done something that was against school policy, against team rules, and he was faced with a really simple decision. Do I potentially hurt my team's chances of winning this national championship, or I do what's right? And I, he did what's right. I was going to say, I got an idea. Yeah, but he, he told that player you know, to stay home, to stay home and un- unloaded her stuff off the plane, and they went on, and, and of course, you know, in the Hollywood version of how this played out, they ended up still winning the national championship. You know, Nancy Evans pitched every inning of every game and was the, you know, the dominating pitcher that they needed, and they ended up still winning the national championship with their other star pitcher sitting home watching it on TV. Right. But so in that situation, you know, Coach Candrea already knew in his mind, you know, he, he was prepared for that challenge because he wasn't sitting there on the on the tarmac going oh my gosh i wonder what i should do he already knew but think about it this way too to this day people are talking about why you don't do things that aren't part of the school policy because this is what will happen right or it could go the other way saying well it's okay because he'll still let you go we'll figure it out later let's let's win this national championship and then we'll solve it after the fact but even his teams today would be saying you know hey He'll he'll let you he'll let you play anyway. Yeah, and and I yeah. think that's where you know this uh, this topic is so important. So coaches yeah. recognize that there's a problem. Try to figure out how involved you want to be in solving it. Figure out how much you want to get in the trenches to try to help quote unquote rehabilitate a kid or or help a kid be more successful for the rest of their lives. Um, but you will be dealing with this pampered slash spoiled athlete. Whether you think it's the kid or the parent doesn't really matter. You're dealing with the kids impact on your team do the kids yeah do the kids a favor and fix it right do uh, that would be my take on it i'd say do whatever you can to help them fix it and if that means you lose a talented player sometimes addition by subtraction really does have some benefits i love it don anything else for number 74 no can't wait for next week tori this is good so that's going to wrap up uh, coach prep episode number 74 make sure you check out our sponsors next air and clean it up make sure you check out the patreon.com slash everything fast pitch page Uh, Make sure you check out fastpitchprep.com. Order your square cuts training discs there. They're $49.95 a dozen. Just go to the website, fastpitchprep.com. You can order them. We'll get them shipped out to you right away. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com, and we'll put them on the list of things for us to talk about. And so for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.